a lot of people get stuck in a rut where they work a job their whole life that they don't even like. Right. And they stay there because maybe... This, it makes money. It makes money. Money equals happiness. And it buys them some toys, but they don't really have fulfillment. Right. They have a job. They may have a decent house and maybe a car, but all of it is, a lot of times, it's just built on debt. We're empty inside, and we try to fill that with stuff, and it never works. No. Just filling I, your life with stuff just makes you fat. Whenever we come to the end of our life, we're not going to look back and wish we had more stuff. Is Christianity compatible with the American dream? We talk about the church, family, theology, and even entertainment. In fact, if it's Christian, we're talking about it. This is the Mike Charleston Show. All right, we are here, and this is Mike Charleston, and this is the Mike Charleston Show, and we, yes, we're joined today right. with uh, Larry and Chuck. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Hey. Oh, and by the way, yes. happy Star Wars Day. It yeah, is. May the 4th be, 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 be with you. That's May the 4th. It's also Lisp Day. May the 4th be with you. <laughs> yes, it is. It's Star Wars Day. Okay, and Sarah's here also. I'm here too. Yes, okay. So we, this, I don't know, This we've been saying this for the last three weeks. This might be the last episode of the season. Yeah, Lydia told me we need to take that out. We can't uh, say this is the last. The we're last working on new things. We've got some new ideas for the next season, and they're going to be great. Uh, we we're going to give you a little preview, but we ran into something that we wanted to talk about. But uh, So no preview. Yeah. Joshua asked me last night, I said, oh, so y'all doing the podcast? Like, well, yeah, it's Thursday. It's what we do. He's like, That's right. no, they talked about us. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, you guys oh, are yeah. the last one to find out sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, sorry about that. Uh, but no, we're going to do a we're gonna do a show today. And But we next in the next season, we are working on where Sarah has a segment for her song of the week. She's, gonna, she's got a lot of songs. She says it's not too many. Songs that well, she only uh, needs fifty-two. Well, right. no, she, no, she it's, has like it's more. It's hard to limit to fifty-two. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm like, there's so many. And so then we have some history segment, and then supposedly Larry's going to have news of the weird or uh, something. Yeah, I've got and some. Yeah, maybe serious news. I don't know. Uh, well, you know, it, uh, we can entertaining talk about. maybe, and um, uh, maybe a mix. Maybe a mix. We'll be uh, surprised. Yeah. Okay. But, so yeah. And we might have, we're, we're working on different things, that we're, how we can make the show a little bit more better. So more anyway, good, more gooder. More good. Yeah, For those right. in Louisiana. That's right. Hey, no. <laughs> um, okay. So what are we talking about today? Our Mississippi, I should the, say. Um, we are, we didn't know really what to title this. So by the time you guys get this, we'll know what the title is, obviously. Right. But right now we don't know. But it, it's something about like the things of this world. We wanted, We were talking about how... You didn't want me to tell how we got talking about it. I said you shouldn't bring that up. No, we weren't. I was I was actually joking because we were talking about our kids and how they how they got married and how they were focused on going to this ministry thing and this thing and how all these things got canceled because they got married. And I'm like, oh, because they, they care about the things of the world. And I started singing <laughs> uh, Things of the World by DC Talk. Now, okay, right. And that's like a 25-year-old <laughs> song. I, I'd like to hear that. Really? Did you get it recorded? Well, you singing it. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> but we did have the lyrics, and one of the lyrics on there just caught me as I, we, were, we were going through the lyrics. And um, the, the one was, our mind transform a want to a need, a simple process we call greed. And I was like, wow, that's kind of deep, you yeah. know? Yeah. That's actually good rhymes and all that. And then the rest, so I went look through the rest of the song and I was like, okay, you know, they have a good point here. And we wanted to kind of talk about that also just because of what is, you know, the American dream? What is the, this is a hard subject for me to talk about. Let me just tell you that because it's so, I'm so anti-American culture. Like, I don't really like our culture here in America. I love living here, don't get me wrong, but uh, yeah. I just, the, the culture doesn't always make it so conducive for Christianity. You know what I'm saying? And especially with with when it comes to greed and covetousness and money and stuff like that, that is that is part of what we are. It's, it's ingrained in us to go get it, which is a good thing. You know, to be a go-getter. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, but it was it was ingrained into us that we had to work for it. Absolutely. And right. our we grew up. That's what we, you know. You were yeah. to strive. You were to work. You were to actually try to improve yourself. Not so much today. Well, no. But that's the, that's what we wanted to talk about. Was that the the you know Christianity is so? What is the whole purpose 
you know, the whole purpose of life and the, and the song, you had the lyrics of the song and, and, it, and I, I'm not trying to promote DC talk here, by the way, <laughs> but one of the, so here they had the lyrics here is, um, 70 years is all we got to accumulate goods that seem to mean a lot for the first 20 years. We're off to school, learning principles and learning the tools to make lots of money. The ultimate goal, gain the whole world and yet lose your soul. Huh. Humanism is on the roll. 20 years, 20 to get the knowledge, 30 years to apply, and 20 years left asking why. I didn't realize what it was all about and was there any use in this rigorous route. And I bet you a lot of people get to that point. We have the, the midlife crisis, right? You yeah. know, you read a lot better whenever you do it in rhyme and rap. Do, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know the song a little bit. But the... Um, um, you know, they, they have the midlife crisis. And this is where I think a lot of people, forget about Christians at this point, just right. people yeah. in general, yeah. they get to a point where, you know, hey, I just spent 20 years of my life growing up and, and then the, in the next 30 years or 40, you know, I apply what I learned, I have a career. And then at the end, you know, in the middle of this, it's like, what are we really doing here? Right. What is the purpose yeah. of life? And, and so this gets really, you know, to the core of Christianity, you know, because Christians, we have a purpose. We have an ultimate goal that we're reaching toward. And American culture can sometimes get in the way. Because sometimes we think this is heaven on earth. Yeah. Because we got it pretty good here. Let's be fair. Yeah. You know, uh, I don't want to hear that in slow motion. By the way, <laughs> that's an inside joke. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so why don't we just get right to it? You know, uh, who's going to ask the question? That we we have too big so of a gap. The first one. What is the American dream? But we what really is the American dream? Define yeah. it. Right. So there's really no real definition of like American dream. We tried looking up what other people's view of American dream. The, the American dream is, but why don't we ask you guys, what do you right. think is the American dream, you, you know, first? off the top of your head? I think for me, and I guess I'm going back to the culture that I grew up in, because right. I think it's more defined by when you grew up than necessarily where you're at. But at that point, it was, you know, get married, have a family, own your house, have a job, and... and make and something of yourself. Make something of yourself. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, that's that's what Ditto. I would agree. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's okay. I, that's I think that is the American dream. Like when you have foreigners coming over here, what they want to do is freedom. Yeah. You yeah. know, right. to get yeah. away from uh, a, a tyrannical government or the, the ability to raise their kids in, in yeah. a certain way, you know, to live life in a certain way, whether that be a different religion other than Christianity. You know, yeah. they come here for freedom, and you can make something of yourself. You're not like in India where you're born in a certain sect or a, uh, what do they call it? Caste. Caste system, caste system right. System, yeah. yeah, so you're not, you're limited to your caste. You, if you want to be president... You can, I don't know why you'd want to, but you could work your way up there. Yeah. It, it's not based on what, how you're, you were born, you well, know, it's... You'd have um, to be born here to be president Well, that here, is a good point, yeah, you, know, just, you know. Just to clarify. <laughs> good point. But maybe that was a bad example. Okay. <laughs> so, but if you wanted to go to school, better yourself, yeah. get educated and make something of yourself, that's not necessarily a bad thing. No, it's not. I was going to say the American dream isn't really all that bad. No, the only where the problem comes in, I think, is where we go too far, and it becomes all-consuming. Where it's not just good enough to make a life for yourself here. Now it's consuming you. You're working overtime. You're you're going to school, and you know too much, and you neglect your family. You you neglect the important things of life. You're like, what is the whole purpose of this life? And you forgot about that. Well, that is, I, that's a good point. You brought up a midlife crisis, and I think a lot of people go through that. I haven't yet because I don't have a my, crisis. You don't have a life. <laughs> I don't have a life. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, but, wow. <laughs> no, uh, what was I going to say? I forgot. Oh, no. Um, but I think a lot of people get stuck in a rut where they work a job their whole life that they don't even like. Right. And they stay there because maybe... This, it makes money. It makes money. And it buys them some toys, but they don't really have fulfillment. Right. They have a job. They may have a decent house and maybe a car, but all of it is, a lot of times, it's just built on debt. Right. right. I think and, that's I think that's a very good point because I think the danger today is that at a, a much younger age, instead of waiting to where you can work in a and earn yeah. the uh, 
the earn the dollars to be able to buy the things, the people actually will go into debt to go ahead and purchase them now. Now they are in a position where they're a slave to the things they purchased. Right. And right. they have no option but to continue to work. Right. And they, and they work a job that they, like I said, they don't like and they stay there. We, I was just talking to um, somebody about this just recently, how we tend to stay with what is comfortable and yes, familiar. Yes, we do. Yeah. Because even though because it's, it's comfortable, yeah, it, we become comfortable in our misery. Yes, and we stay there, and wow. because we want to pursue whatever we think is the American dream to have stuff that actually the stuff we can't even afford, but we want to have it. Like having a brand new car, is it worth it in the end? Well, the, the, is the stuff actually bringing us happiness? Right. Yeah, the, it does. Like at first, it can you know Initially, buying a new car. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's fun, exciting. Like, but then two months later, it's or an iPhone. How many people out there have to get the newest iPhone when it comes out, or the newest car? You know, and oh, get, yeah. you have a three year old car. I would love to have a three year old car. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I think I have a twenty year old car. Um, but you know, a, a, a three year old car, you get tired with it, and you just want to turn it in to get a, a a new car. And I know there's people who can justify why they need a newer car and it, whatever. That's that's between you and God. Yeah. But what I'm saying is some of those things aren't the thing that brings us happiness as Christians. Right. You know, the world is seeking after those pleasures, like we were talking about last week, trying to avoid <laughs> those, yeah, yeah. those bad things in life uh, by surrounding ourselves with security and things that will bring us happiness. And it's a, a false sense of security and a false sense of happiness, right? Yeah. So, well, okay. I was reading about the American dream and getting ready for this. And it seems like on the on the one hand, the one aspect is that people say that hard work deserves success. And so like you say, you know, you growing up that, you know, you were taught to work hard. And if you work hard, you'll be rewarded with, you know, your, you make the money to be able to buy the stuff that you want. And so the, the hard work aspect, I think is a great thing. Right. That's the good part. But then there's the other aspect that I feel like goes with it often is that money equals happiness. Right. And right. so, yeah. you know, the more money you have, then the happier you have. And I think that's where... Well, we proved we, that, was, that, that was true, right? Oh, that's right. <laughs> we said earlier, we were like, well... Wow. We, when we got married, we had nothing. nothing no money. Like zero nothing. in and our And we bank. were happy. We were. But now we're we even happier. And we're, we were happier. So therefore, well, see, there you go. <laughs> we're, we're happy because of, of the logic Christ. Is you know, yeah. yes, it's, you know, how, how can you argue that, right? No, but honestly, we're, we're happier today because of who we are in Christ, right? And yeah. that's the really at the forefront of this is who are we and what is our purpose? And, and a lot of these things of the world, we get caught up at times. And look, we're all humans. We're going to get caught up at some point. Uh, there's even a verse, I forget where it is. You probably don't even have it on your sheet over there, where if you're married, you got to concern your concern yourself with the things of this world. You yep. know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. uh, because women really care about the things of this world. And <laughs> no, I'm just wow. kidding. Guys do too. Look at their Harleys and boats and things. Uh, but we, we do. We, you know, there's there are concerns that are part of this world. The problem is, is that where our heart is? Do we want to get caught up in those things? And it's all, you were asking that, how do we know when the, that line is this come, right? Right. Yeah. That's a tough. That is a tough one. Where does the line between contentment and greed right it, it's it's i think it's more of a heart attitude yeah. or, or your what you're placing your emphasis on if you're yeah that's right come and do me in the I, church well i mean because money if you look at money as if you pursue that to get more money you may succeed yeah you might right, right. but money at what cost yeah exactly. at what cost there's always a cost involved yep. and money is a great tool Wealthy people can do a lot with their money, more than what poor people can do. But money is also a terrible master. Right, yeah, so, and it's and the American dream is more of in America, obviously. But it is <laughs> you know where the rat race, where yeah, it just it, it yeah. goes, 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 and yeah. you don't question what you're doing, right, like Why? the hamster on the wheel, right? You're just yeah. spinning your wheels for what purpose? And yeah. like as Christians, some of the things that should be important to us, our families you know, our worshiping God, you know, yeah. our relationship with God, spending time with him, our, our children and our relationship with friends and church and, and, you know, those people and ministry, you know, reaching out to the a lost world. And, and yet we get, so we get in that cycle of, 
I got to keep up with the Joneses. I got to have the yeah. newest car, the better house, the the things. So I got to go into debt. I got to work overtime to do these things. So I don't even get to spend time with my family. The weekends, I'm just living for the weekends. Yeah. And that's when I can have fun. And that usually doesn't include my family because yeah. I, I want to do yeah. the things I want to do. And so I go and do whatever without my kids. And it's like, what is the point of this life? And, and the American life, the American dream tends to greed. You know, it tends toward that. It doesn't have to, but it does. It's it just, it feel, because we're empty inside and we try to fill that with stuff and it never works. No. Filling I, your life with stuff just makes you fat. I think a lot of this comes from, it, some people may disagree with me, but I think if you look at it, you might find I'm correct. Oh. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, that's right. <laughs> a lot of this comes from the Industrial Revolution. Sure. Because that afforded us to have th- goods at a cheaper cost. Right. Right. And then it gave rise to factories where families actually had to leave the home to go to work. Right. And they were gone most of the day. Whereas mm-hmm. in an agrarian society, the family unit worked together. Yeah. Raising right. crops or animals, whatever. But they were together, and so you didn't have this sort of nine to five. You worked hard, and it was a tough life, but you worked together as a family, and there was a lot more rewards in that. So where, there was a good... And where's that brought us as a nation today? Well, exactly, yeah. We, we, have, we have the largest um, trade deficit right. Right. ever. Right. Yeah. We're, we're a debtor nation to places like China. Yeah. And yet we, we just keep spending. Yeah, and our families are falling apart. Right. We don't have so, time for to, that's to spend what greed what covetousness keep, does. Right. Well, yeah, you talked about a, a cost involved, like the industrial revolution. There was a cost involved, and yep. I think that is family. Well, the, 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 family the, I was watching this video, and this guy of, of Vitism, or I forget what it was, what website it was, what no, YouTube channel it was, but he did a study on school, and he's not even a Christian, I don't think, uh, but he was doing where school started uh-huh. was, um, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, no, but I, I, I kind of studied this before. I know okay. where you're going. You know, but the re- Industrial Revolution started, and what they needed was people to fill these positions in the factories, so the school system was designed for people to just go along with the program and right. you know be factory workers and his argument was we don't we don't do that anymore no, so the don't. school system isn't really conducive for it and i'm thinking well think about what you're saying yeah. you know it's, we're we're training these people to be raised a certain way so we can go function in these factories for endless hours just doing yeah. one job and it's a meaningless task you know that you have to do on an assembly line and that's a there is no meaning in your life at that point no, you there's know not. just it's, like just a, a means to an end you know to get money that is the point so you can go do the things that you want to do with your money well and as christians that's not us right no it, it, public schools actually came about because it, I believe it was New York City. New I, York City? Yeah. They had a problem with truancy because a lot of the parents left the home to go work in the factories because they had to. Sure. And so you had all these kids on the streets that were causing trouble because like in the Proverbs, it says a child left to himself. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So You don't say. Huh? Yeah. So they had to do something. So the idea was to have school where it was a government-funded school it paid for by property taxes, and the kids would be in school all day right. while the parents were working. So, by design, it separated the family and started breaking down the family unit. Well, we're kind of still on the subject. Well, let me ask you another question then. Is Christianity compatible with the American dream? Uh, that's a good question. I wow. would say... In, in, Thank in, you. Yeah. <laughs> in some regards, yes, because, I mean, my definition of the American dream, having you know a house... And having time with my family. Right. And, well, you because know, that's the way you choose to live. Right. right? Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I don't think in an ideal world, I think it's a good thing to have. But right. I, don't, I don't like the fact of having to leave my house every day to go to a job. Sure. That's... Well, actually, I don't do that right now, but right. I mean, we do, but we're all good together. So. Right. You leave your house? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, yeah. It's complicated. It's, it's complicated. It's very complicated. <laughs> very complicated. But, but no, but I mean, it is. It's, I had a job for 15 years where I worked yeah. by myself, and right. now I'm working with my family, and it's a, it's been, it's been a difficult it's transition okay. in a sense because, well, it, because I've been used to being by myself. Right. And so when you're now 
and I knew the job and I didn't have to explain it to anybody. And now all of a sudden, careful. Well, no, I, well, this, <laughs> we have talked about this, but, but now I'm going from where I need to explain and I need to teach. Right. But the job also needs to get done. Right. And now my expectation is it would be done in a certain amount because of time. Because in the workforce, and, you hire some, they know the job already, right. supposedly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't know about these days, but they, they have the, their expert in their field and they just come and do the job and they leave. Right. But you have to kind of train yeah. your children, your wife, even, right. you know, how to yeah. do this certain thing. And maybe they're just not equipped but no, and for that it, particular task. They're not. And so we had to, it's been a learning curve. Yeah. And, but in the same time, and we joke about it, but it's been a good experience because now we're working together and we're learning to work together. Right. So what about you, Chuck? I, well, I think the idea of the American dreams changed. Sure. So the, the compatibility of Christianity with it may have changed as well. But I think the concept that we still can in, in America do anything we want to do if we right. try hard enough. The opportunities still exist. I sure. think that concept is compatible. Um, but um, Christianity is not very compatible with our culture culture right. today. Right. Um, and, and the American dream as the culture defined it is a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, and that's just pushed by advertisement, by media, yeah, by everything. You know, you got to have the, really, you right. have the newest, you got to have the best. Yep. And we're always just trying for more, and, and we become a, a slave to the things. And you um, know why they do it? Because it works. Yes, yeah, advertisement yeah. works, and you think you're stronger than it. But why did you buy the certain things you bought? Because it looked good on you know yeah. they made a they made a good pitch, and in some ways that's fine. You know, they're making a good pitch. But, you know, where I see it most is like when we were working with the refugees, and I actually work with a refugee, and how it's changed them. You know, they come over here expecting this is the land of, of milk and honey, and it is. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. it's um, yeah. where they come from, and, yeah. and it does start to mess with their their mind and their their culture is totally gone now and they're trying to fit in here somewhere and they just get caught up in the rat race where they got to work 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 so they get money because that's what you do you know it's all yeah. about the money unfortunately and it doesn't have to be like it, the, the ethics of the american dream so-called american dream you know the work hard uh, make something of yourself. And I know it's, it's very individualistic at times where I'm going to be the man. I'm going to make myself. I don't need any help. That can be a problem too. But it's still true that if, hey, you you can control your own destiny, if you want to say it like that. You know, that right, sounds right. terrible. Well, but, you know, you have, you have a chance to better your situation. You don't have to stay in the ghettos. You don't have to right. stay in an apartment complex your whole life. You know, you can better yourself if you choose to. Right. Yeah. And that's not bad. No, it's not bad. And it's not, not at all. Because um, we were talking about this earlier. That's not necessarily discontent. Right. And I don't wouldn't say you're greedy to want to do that either. You're That's just normal life. You right. should want to better yourself. Okay, babe. Well, I think if you look I around... I forgot to ask you. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, if you look around at America, I would have to say that it doesn't look like people are living a dream. It looks yeah, more no, like a nightmare. nightmare. Yeah. I mean, when you look at the... Um, just the the misery that you see, and it's like we have, I mean, we have everything in front of us to live this dream life and it to be wonderful. But you see so much depression and so much um, anxiety and stress, yeah. and it doesn't look like a dream to me. No, so. it's we've lost our way, obviously, yeah. and and it's even creeped into the crept into the church. You know, where you would you would expect the church to rise above that and be like, well, we're Christians. We don't need to worry about all those things. We don't, I don't want to get caught up in all that, but they do, uh, especially in the more the bigger mega churches. They, they still promote, you know, it's all about the look. It's all about the the, the glam and the, and the fame and, and stuff like that. It's, it's, it just mirrors the world, and there's no modesty at all. There's no humility. It's all about me. Look at me. Look what I can accumulate. Look how big I can get my name. Look how big I am, not in the physical sense, but you know, <laughs> how, you know how important I am. It, it becomes all about me, 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 and, and that's in a very American thing. That is very yeah. Right. Yeah. The, the, a lot of the, the rest of the world doesn't even understand that part of it. About It's all about me. They might nowadays with social, social media. <laughs> it's all about everybody, right, yeah. on social media. Well, we have everything we want but really nothing we need. I mean, we 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 give given up what we really need 
for the things that we want and just just stuff and those right. things are unfulfilling. Yeah. They're fun. You get a new toy. I remember my I have my younger brothers and sisters because by the time they were getting in their teens, my parents actually had money. And right. so they could buy. So they bought them all this stuff. They'd buy them brand new bicycles and everything. And they all ended up in a junk heap <laughs> because they just didn't really value them right. because they thought, well, we'll just get more stuff. Yeah. And that's stuff what more. happened. Yeah. No, that's so unfortunate. If, if Christianity is is somewhat but not completely compatible with the American dream, and we define American dream as um, you're successful if you end up getting a lot of things, if you become financially yeah. independent. Mm-hmm. So what what is it? To, how do you define the significance or um, success? Yes, because that's that's really at the core of this. Uh, a lot of Americans, if you ask a non-believer uh, or, or a nominal believer, that, you know, this question, I feel like they're going to immediately go to their job title, yeah. their, how much money they have in the bank, even though they're not going to say, I got 20,000, you know, <laughs> uh, their, their stuff, you know, they, they've accumulated uh, in their life. But the, the, the success in life is pretty simple to me. I mean, are you doing God's will? Yeah. Are you loving your wife? Are you loving your family? Are you raising your kids in the way you should go? Do you worship God? Do you fear God? Do you put that first? And you can do that in the ghettos. You can do that in maybe not Beverly Hills. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but you, can, you may not want to do it in Beverly Hills. <laughs> no, but you can, you can be on top and you can be at the bottom. And like Paul said, I can be content in, in both those situations. Right. You know, but because your heart is right at that yeah. point. And so there might be a time. See, you invented a gadget that everybody wants. You got the widgets are us, you know, and everybody wants this. Is it your fault that all of a sudden millions of dollars are coming in? No. No, but okay, now is it going to change you? And unfortunately, yeah. It does sometimes. It doesn't yeah. have to, but it does. It just changes things. Uh, you know, that's what the ultimate gift said, right? Money just changes you, and it changes things, and it changes relationships. It changes what you your mentality to looking at life. And like now, I can supply my own needs. I don't need really to even think about God too much. And it's a, it's a slow fade in that direction. But you can you can still do it. I mean, like, right? There's I, been plenty of people that have made money making something, and still keep their Christianity. Yeah. But well, to I me, mean, success is, is just that. Significance though does go somewhat with fame because, like, you know, you talk about my book, and it's like not many people have read it, so it's not that significant. <laughs> Which, or, by the way, oh, if you oh. want to get her book, and uh, we can send you a book. Uh, I'm just saying. And, like, and, I feel and, like sometimes <laughs> that's. Kind of, maybe a way you Okay, now you're now you're you're, you're <laughs> meddling. Yes, you are. Stepping on toes. Well, because there is some level of significance that we want to be used of God in this world, right? right? We want to, you know, if no one is going to hear what we have to say, it feels like I'm not really significant, you know, in right. this world. Yeah. Regardless of the message, you know, if, if it's a worldly message, if it's one of, I'm just coming up with an idea and no one cares to hear about you, it's kind of depressing. Well, we have a message yeah. and it does get depressing when no one wants to hear our message. Yeah. You know, you go out and preach and they don't hear about it. But so there is a level of significance that, that has meaning. But at the end of the day, my significance, I just look around at my children you know, first yeah. and foremost, that's, yes, I, I use my trite sayings just in two senses. Uh, <laughs> the, the, well, like I come home. John says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth or something. Yes. Yeah. yeah that was in third John. And, and I, I believe that, right? That, yeah. hey, my children, I walk home, though the cares of the world kind of melt away. Not that they didn't melt away, you know, when I'm out there working. But I, I see my wife, I see my kids. Those things are important. My faith is extremely important, and that helps me make all my decisions to where I was talking with a guy today that we have very similar ideas about money. We don't spend a lot of money. The only difference is, is he has no problem with debt, and he buys a lot of these new vehicles. And I said, yeah, I would never do that. You know, the, 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 a, a new vehicle for me is 12 15 years old, yeah. you know, and I'm okay with that. I'm not making a judgment on him. I just, I wouldn't, me personally, I wouldn't do that. And and I'm, that's fine. You know, I know uh, Chuck recently just bought a nice vehicle. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a like, nice one. It looks it nice and new and everything, and it's nine years old. That's right. <laughs> right. It's nine years old, and um, it's it was a little pricey, but yeah. 
for what you got, you're fine with that. Yeah. It, it, yeah. You do have to spend some money. Does have to be a part of our lives in some level. Yeah, I'm not trying to promote homelessness and that we try to just get away from you know living a certain life. Like we live within this culture, and we're trying to find that Bible verse where you know you're in the world but you're not of the world. <laughs> it, it's not exactly a quote like that, but it's in John 17 where he, he talks about uh, similar things, right? Yeah. Right. Um, so significance, Larry. What do you think? And success. I, Are you a success? Um, <laughs> wow. yeah, I, <laughs> uh, I would say in some ways, yeah, but, yep. but not in a worldly sense, like a lot of people would judge, because I don't really have a big bank account and. Um, Are you I, sure about that? I really don't. Well, I don't really have a job. <laughs> but no, but Baby I... Steps. Yeah. Baby I mean, I look steps. at my kids and I'm like, eh, that's a pretty good success. Yeah. Right. So, uh, so far, I mean, they're not married. And so we should well, let the Bible define right. yeah, success, not yeah, our right. culture. Yeah, because right. the Bible, to me, and this is what I told my kids, especially the boys, I'm like, I don't care if you go, you end up being a maintenance worker at McDonald's. But or you're serving cleaner. God. Well, yeah. <laughs> <window> <laughs> but you're serving God. To, right. to me, that's success, a success. Right. Absolutely. It, it reminds me of that old movie, The Richie Rich. Okay. You know, the villain, he's trying to get their money and find where they hide their family vault with all the gold and stuff. And he does find it. But what he finds in there is family albums and uh, Isn't kids' that toys. That's so from, sweet. No, I, I missed that one. Oh. <laughs> but no, but so, I didn't see the movie. I watched the cartoon girl. Right. Yeah. right. That's what it is. But so the point was what they valued as their most valuable treasure wasn't really important to anybody else yeah. but them. And Damn. I mean, it was. And, and I think that's, you know, universal. Whenever we come to the end of our life, we're not going to look back and wish we had more stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, remember yeah, that bumper never... sticker? I think it was popular in the 90s, 80s, and 90s. He who dies with the most toys wins. Still dies. Yeah. Right, well, oh, that yeah, was the other one. Dies. Yeah, right. still dies. <laughs> right. So You're not taking it with you. So it's important, and the, the earlier in life that you can do this, the better, to define what success is for mm -hmm. you. Yeah. So is it is it chasing after things? Is it is it trying to be uh, move up the corporate ladder? Is it a job? Is it a title? Is it is it status? Or in my case, it's I wanted to have a family, right. and I wanted to have children and raise a family, and I wanted to be able to enjoy my time and my life with them. Uh, I wanted to please God with the things that I had. If if you define what that success is and in those terms, then you can determine how much do I need to work? Yeah. How much do I need exactly. financially right. yeah. to be able to do that? And anything above that isn't really necessary. Yeah, because you think about, you, you work up the your whole life this corporate ladder. For what? You worked for a man who built this business and or it might be a good, like you work at a hospital. So that's, that's a good cause, yeah, right? Yeah. A hospital. You, we kind of need those around. Uh, but we work our whole life to work up for what? You know, and it's, and I, I, honestly, it is for prestige or money. It's got to be, yeah. you know, because like uh, maybe if you have a, a good cause of a job, which, uh, you know, there's very few far between. I mean, they produce services. They they produce things like iPhones and things like that that we use, but do we actually need them? And um, I think that's where we get caught up. But that well, is a good point. And you brought up um, significance too. I think you, a good point, like Sarah, your book, it's a good message, and people need to hear it. Yeah, get it. Yeah, it's and it can be very helpful, especially to young ladies. Um, and that's a message that needs to be out there. But and it does give us a sense of um, significance, and and I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's the way God designed us. It's like an artist when they do their artwork, and everybody likes it. Are we doing this for God or right. we, are we trying to build our own kingdom? And I think that's where we get confused sometimes. We get so comfortable and it's easy to get comfortable in our culture because we, we have a lot of things yes. and, it's, and it can be fun. And But are we building our own kingdom here? Have we forgotten about heaven? You know, we're still looking to go to a better place. I think some people get confused and this is the better place. <laughs> yeah. But if you come to Baton Rouge... You might be disappointed. Yes. <laughs> wow. Maybe that's why we look forward to heaven. Go, go to Clinton. It's prettier. It's better. Yeah. Well, when I think of success, wow. Well, hello. Yes, we got a phone call. Oh. Okay. And God's hello? calling. <laughs> um, when I think of success and even with things like the book or whatever, 
I feel like to is me, is that a it, success? Um, sure. Yeah. Because I feel like for me, it's being faithful to do what I think God wants me to do. So whether it's write a book or be on a show or That's right. um, raise my kids or whatever it is that I have to do, I'm, I just need to be faithful to honor him with everything that I do in my life. So that one day when I meet him face to face, he'll say, well done. Yep. Yeah, and yeah, at that point, that's all that matters. So yeah. like that's it. the one we're trying to please. We're, we're, we want to please the Lord, right? right. I want to do yeah. what God wants first and foremost above all. You know, it's like, what are we doing in our life? What is the purpose? Is it to please someone else? You know, some business? Is it to gain money so that our kids could live better than we did, you know, and we could live an inheritance? I would rather leave an inheritance of character for my kids, faith for my kids, than money. And my kids probably know this, but they're probably not getting much money from us. <laughs> you know, sorry guys. Uh, uh, spoiler alert. Yeah. So I uh, <laughs> hope you uh, enjoy your stuff now. Uh, so anyway. Well, yeah, but money is, like I said, it's a tool. And how you use it, whether you have a lot of it or not much at all. Well, it, that's what you were saying earlier yeah. that we, we didn't really answer your question. Like, what's the line between contentment and greed? And this this is the this is where I would never be a good cult leader because I don't like <laughs> I don't give those lines. Right. Yeah. You know, I leave it up to you. You you have to. Yeah, in your heart, you yeah. know where you think you're going too far. The problem with this, it is, it's a slow, subtle, slow fade. It is. Yeah. It's a subtle yeah. thing that creeps in. That a little justification here. I was listening to someone yesterday, and uh, they were talking about the story of uh, Naaman getting uh, healed of leprosy. Yeah. And he went in and he got, he, he didn't get saved. He uh, got healed and he wanted to pay Elijah. And Elijah, did, it was Elijah, right? Yes. Okay, we're right. going to go with that. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, it's Elijah. Maybe. I, and, I don't remember now. Anyway, Elijah, Elijah had a servant, right? Gehazi. Gehazi. So it was Elijah. So yeah. Elijah was like, uh, he wanted to pay Elijah, and Elijah was like, "No, I don't want to take your money." Yeah. And but Gehazi, uh, if you look at the story, there's a couple different. Like he came back, and he kept trying to justify, and we need, you know, he wanted the money. Yeah, he wanted it, <laughs> and he eventually got cursed and got leprosy himself. Yeah. And that is the problem with the American mindset. It's not necessarily the American dream part. It's the it changes the mindset right. where. My focus now is on my work instead of my family. It's more on money than God. And you can't serve both masters. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's uh, you know, like Gehazi, it's slow. You justify it, you justify it, you justify it until you live on an estate and you've forgotten your purpose on this world. You've forgotten your mission and you're, you're living it up. And next thing you know, you're justifying why you have all what you have, which is kind of funny because we looked up this topic on, on YouTube and stuff. And it's all these preachers, big time preachers that are answering the questions <laughs> and they got a lot of money. Yeah. So yeah. they're going to, you know, their answer is going to be skewed. I'm sorry. I, I, I know. I was going to say, I always taught my kids to be careful what you ask for. Cause you might get it. Cause you might get it. Yeah. Yes. That's the, that's the sad part. That is. Cause Okay, so um, you were asking you were asking about the job or the mission. No, um, we haven't got there yet. No, well, you kind of asked like that, you yeah. know. So yeah, that's an interesting question. So do you see your your work or your job, uh, your work as a job or as a mission? See, now this one's a tricky one because I struggled with this for years, and Evan actually helped me out with this. For you know, he's my boss, and because for a while I'm like I'm just a window cleaner. I want to do something more meaningful, something yeah. with meaning, right? And I just I, I couldn't accept the fact that I'm just a window cleaner. And he's like, you got to stop saying you're just a window right. cleaner. You're providing a service that people want. Yep. You may not be that important of one to you, but it's actually making money for you so you can raise your family and you can do the things like you're doing right now. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, you know what? That's a good point. Yeah. That is a fair point. I want to do this so I can be pleasing to the Lord and then use the money that I get from this and please him even more and by raising my kids and using it for the glory of God. So they're, they're even as a window cleaner where you might think, come on, man, that's not that important of a job, but well, it's important. It is. And I think God blesses us when we don't let the money define us. 
What about you, Chuck? Mm-hmm. I'm curious because you work at, you have an important position. Well, mine's yeah. interesting because I mean, the, the I work at a hospital, right? So you look at that and say, well, is a hospital anybody working at a hospital is a job or a mission? And it's kind of both because you're right. providing a service where you're trying to help people that need help with health. Yeah. But um, you know, I, I'm an IT. I'm a, I'm a computer guy, and uh, for me, honestly, it's it's just a job. Right. Um, it's a it's a source to be able to get money to be able to do those other things. Right. Uh, there's more mission. Now, does that mean I don't have impact on the people that I work with? No. I mean, right, I have right, that right. opportunity, and everybody does, regardless. But um, yeah, I, I couldn't really did say. You, I did you ever my struggle job like I struggled, like with meaning in your job no and, like, I don't okay think so you so. just this is my just, job right. i'm going to take the the time that i have here and turn it into the money yeah and use it for god's glory right, right. by raising my family in the way that i i want them to raise yeah. and, and all that yeah yeah a means to an end right and I, I think you kind of answered that in the previous question but is there anything else you wanted to say no i thought okay. that was good that's a good i mean because like you said chuck it's it's a job to because we need to make money. I mean, yes, in this world, it's it's not necessarily a, th- money is right. a revealer, right. a huge revealer, yeah. and, and it's not the root of all evil. It's the love of money. It is the, the love of money, <laughs> and that is where difference. the fine line is. How do you yeah. know you love money? That that's a question you're going to have to figure out. Yeah. And these things are a lot of us just want black and white answers, right? Like, yeah. hey, just tell me where the line is. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. This is the the wonderful thing about a relationship with God is that He brings you to those places if you're yeah. if you're listening, if you pay attention. Because I'm sure there's times where we don't we don't live gaudy, we don't live. But I'm sure there's been times where I was frivolous with money. And that I was wasteful. I know I was wasteful with money. <laughs> I, I could tell you this certain times. I'm just totally wasted it. And uh, you know, and we learn from that though. You know, be like, no, that's not that's not a good use of the money yeah. uh, and time and effort and you know things like that, right? So we're God is bringing us into uh, conforming us to the image of His Son. And if we just do black and white lists, like this is what you can have and you can't have. You can't have a black car. You know, right. you can't yeah. have a shiny car. You can't have a a car that's within 2017. Well, that's just ridiculous. Right. You know? Well, you brought up a good point. It, our, it's a relationship we have with God, and it's like a parent with a child. Each child is different in, in a lot of ways. So you have to do things a little bit different. But as soon as you start putting boundary or making things black and white or you know, you're def- trying to define things, you become a cult yeah. or legalistic at, right. at best, I guess. But so yeah, it's a the lines get a little blurry. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't answer the question so much. But right, too bad. Yeah, get what, get pr- start praying. Yeah, start reading the scriptures and seeing what God would want you to do. And um, so well, anyway, what about you, babe or Larry? Oh no, go ahead. Right, was, oh well, my work I see more as a mission. Yeah, 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 yeah. can't really be a job. So. Yeah, if it were a job, I'm failing because I make she this because I make nothing doing it. No, but, she's a um, homemaker and she stays home with the kids, and so obviously, but yes, but that is a, you know a lot of in our culture today. We talk about our culture that is really looked down upon. It is, and, and especially and it's in the church because what do we do as churches a lot of times, especially young ladies, they you push them to go to college get a degree, get a career, and then what? And then you say, well, okay, maybe you should have a family. But then what are they going to do with their career? Are they going to quit their career? No, not usually. No, they usually put the kids in daycare or Christian school. You just divided the family once again. The machine keeps going, and and the people who suffer are the kids. Exactly. And what do we need in our society today is we need moms to be at home. Right and raise kids. It's an important job, and it's it looks, a huge job. I yeah. think your job is the the most important. Um, why don't we just? What does the Bible teach about riches and success? So mm-hmm. let's go to First Timothy six six through ten. Right, it's a, yep. it's kind of a long passage here, Joshua. I know we're way past, but that's all right. We're going to save the email toward the well, next segment here. Um, we're we're getting there. Okay, go. But godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and raiment, let us be therewith content. But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and lustful and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil, 
which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. I think that pretty much sums up what we just talked about. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the, the, the deceitfulness of riches will lead you down uh, a path that is deceptive. It, it's, right. not, it's, not, it's not good for us. And um, godliness with contentment is well, great gain. We, that was a, an episode we did like last season yeah. or something like that. But anyway. This is a revealer how the Bible is so different than even at the culture of the time. Because like in the Egyptian, in the pyramids, yep. or even you see this in the ancient China where the emperor would die. Yeah, they thought they could take it with them. Yeah, yeah. they would. As yeah. we dig it up thousands of years later. Yeah, like, no, it's, it's still, still there. Here. <laughs> it's still you're not here. taking it with you. They're, you're not taking that stuff to the afterlife. Yeah. So. All right. What about Matthew 6, 19 through 21? Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. Mm. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And that's the key right there, right? And that's where it's a heart issue. And that's where I think money, there's nothing wrong with money, but it is definitely a revealer where where your treasure is, there's your heart. And if you start getting caught up in our culture and the way of doing things of just building up and amassing stuff, well, what, what are you doing? You know, your, yeah. your treasure is not with with God. Your, your treasure is not with your family. Your treasure is not with your wife and kids. I guess that's your family. And, and so it's uh, it's churned and it's churned towards covetousness and towards stuff and things which don't bring pleasure. Yeah. If and, you if you think you don't have a lot of stuff, try moving. Oh, yes. I don't want to. You know by personal yeah. experience. Yeah, I do, yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. I don't uh, want to move. Yeah. <laughs> you know, good. another uh, side, people, you might be thinking, well, you know, you guys are just saying this stuff. It's really not like that. People aren't that way. You know what one of the growing businesses in our country? Storage to, units. Yes. yes. Storage yes. units. Yeah. They're all over oh. the place. <laughs> so yeah. that we could put our stuff somewhere else. Yes. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's, yep. Yeah, they they don't even have, have room shows for, for the storage wars. And <laughs> don't have room for it anymore in That's my right. home, so I'm going to put it in this other place and pay somebody to be Keep able it. to use their storage and forget right. what's yeah. in there. Yeah, exactly. We don't want to let go. <laughs> we don't want to let go. It has meaning. It has value, right? Okay. So what else, babe? You had you had like notes that we don't have notes. Well, uh, that reminded me of that verse about um, the guy who had all the... He built up all these things, and yeah. he said, "You fool! Your yeah, life will yeah, be demanded yeah. of you tonight." He built bigger right. barns to store all of his stuff, and then yeah, know, that, lost it There's all. a lot of people yeah. in America that are like that. We yeah. make our plans and big builder, bigger houses, bigger, fancier cars, and bigger, nicer things. Not that nice things aren't bad, you know. I'm not saying right. that. I, I, when I put on a shirt, I want it to not have holes in it, you know. Yeah, but it's not so bad, most of the but. time. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> but it's uh but to what degree do I right. need to spend 80 bucks on a shirt, you no. know? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what shirts cost. You know, my shirts cost 10 10. <laughs> so yeah. when's the last time you bought a shirt? I, <laughs> I haven't bought a shirt in 20 some years. You sound like me. <laughs> yeah, I honestly have not bought a shirt. You bought me shirts, but I've bought you shirts. Yeah, but yeah. anyway. All right. So any any last words? So I think you need okay. to read. I think we need to do First John two fifteen. Okay, you have something. Okay, oh yeah. yeah. So it's First um, John two fifteen through seventeen says, "Love not the world, oh, yeah. neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, is not of the Father, yeah, but of the world. That's a good one. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Yeah, yeah. that's a, you know, these things, they pass away, right? Yeah. They, do, they don't last. And so the love of this world is like, you're, you, if you love this world, you're going to die. You know, it's going to waste away. Yep. But no, that's a good verse. Love it. That's like with James 4, 4, where it says friendship with the world is enmity towards God. Yeah. And it's like, you got to choose which one you're going to plead. That doesn't mean you have to live like a pauper. Right. No, you don't have to be homeless, living right. in a trailer somewhere. You, you right. can live in a normal house. You can live in a normal way. Right. But you got to check your yeah, heart. It's, it's the yeah. desire of the heart. Right. Yeah. What, what, what is your heart set on? That's what, what, what I like things? It, is that this is so hard because it is a heart issue. Yeah. And you, you have to... Like I get pricked with some of these things, you know, in my heart, like, ooh, man, am I, am I being greedy? 
so it's an all, it's a you're growing with this all yeah. the time. Uh, you guys are older than I am, and you're still probably dealing with the same things, right? I'd like to say no, but <laughs> okay, that would not <laughs> be true. No? <laughs> right. Well, I think it's good. We're, we're, no, it we're still it's, learning. We're still growing, and that's fine. Yeah, that's the way it's supposed yeah. to be. Right. I mean, I hope to keep learning and growing until I'm not here anymore. That's right. Did because you have another verse? Uh, that was the only one. I well, okay. real quick, one. an interesting thing about that verse is okay. every temptation we face, we deal with, flesh. is those three things yep. right there. And it's that simple. It doesn't seem like it's... And but it can't come down to those. Yeah, yep. it comes yeah. down to the those. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. life. I mean, yeah. think about it. We just covered those. You know, it's your job. Well, do I get pride out of who I am? I know yeah. I would be humbled when I... I'm an engineer. I'm a doctor. I'm a window cleaner. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'd have to come up with a name. I'm a residential specialist. That's right. <laughs> and uh, like, what does that mean? It just means I'm a window cleaner. <laughs> You're going to maybe go look up the term they, that they came up for a, ho- uh, a house, a home, a housewife. It's it's a it's just long D- domestic fancy engineer, title. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've heard domestic, domestic engineer, engineer. domestic yeah. engineer. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds a little better than yeah. yeah. You're just a housewife. Um, you're a domestic engineer. No, it's, it's it's better than that. I'm gonna look it up. Okay, yeah, look it up. That'd be good. <laughs> yeah. uh, what, what do you got, babe? Okay, Matthew six thirty three says, "But seek ye first the kingdom oh, of yes. God and His yeah. righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you." Now, I've heard the prosperity. Teachers yeah. use this verse. All, all, yeah. all, all these things. All these things. Money. Do we seek God? Do we seek His righteousness first? I mean, that is an amazing thing. And here's the funny thing. And I bet you know. Forget about your Kenneth Copelands and all that. But I bet if you seek the kingdom of God first, you're not going to be so concerned about what's on TV no. and what the newest fads are, the newest things that are out there. You know, when a new car comes out, man, I'm just like, wow, that's going to be a nice car for me to look at in 10 to 15 years. <laughs> right, exactly. That's yeah, right. I'm like, wow, that'd be interesting. You know, like, look, my eyes get turned to to new things and I get caught up and be like, man, I need a new phone too because I got an iPhone 7 and I, I'm seven <laughs> generations behind. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it costs money and, you know, I have to, is this really what God wants? And yeah. so seeking his kingdom, and that's a good one. Yeah, it's interesting to go back to look and see what Paul wrote to Timothy. That What what do you need to have to be content? Food and raiment. Yeah, that's, that's what a she was saying. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need a new house, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just food and raiment. Yep. Food and clothes, man. Ouch. Yep. So, all right. Well, 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 so I want to tell a story. Oh, Joshua's oh, got a story. Okay. All right. So uh, when I was younger, oh boy, we were praying in church, and I was praying for money, and then someone passed me a plate of money. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's funny. <laughs> that's a joke. That's funny since he's never did, been to church. Did you make change? <laughs> right. Yeah, did, yeah. yeah. Have you ever made change in the offering? No, I've never uh, made change. Uh, like, I got, oh, here's five bucks. All right. <laughs> Switch that out. Switch it out. No, um, that's funny, Joshua. Okay, well, what I were was gonna just going to say, you talked about, you know, your eyes being turned to something new and just makes me think of the, the hymn, which I read about today. I don't know if you guys know the story behind Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. No. Ever no. heard that story? Did you sure hear that for the Sarah Minute of music or whatever? No. Well, anyway. That's a good um, one. She was, it was written by a woman that she was born in the 1800s sometime. And she's really old. <laughs> she was so alive. She okay. would be really old. But anyway, um, she loved music from a child and eventually grew up and got married. And then she got sick and ended up going blind. Oh, wow. And her husband left her. Oh, wow. And so she was struggling and ended up coming across some writings from a, another missionary, and it inspired her to write, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus, Look Full in His Wonderful Face, and the Things of This Earth Will Grow Strangely Dim. Mm. Oh, so wow. That's, like, wow. I didn't know that. And yeah. just to think of you know her saying, Turn Your Eyes on Jesus and, and look blind. in His face, and she's blind, so she can't see. Well, that wasn't Fanny Crosby, was it? No. no. Okay. no was she blind is, as well? Her name is no. Helen Lemmel. Oh, so. Helen Lemmel. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. That that was a preview of what you could find in season three with Sarah Charleston's. <laughs> so, all right. Well, guys, let, we I have do have a, that. I might have to use that at family camp. There you go. That, we, yeah. Yeah. We're singing that song. Yeah. Uh, we got a couple questions. We got one question. And so after this, we save the email to last. Uh, hopefully you're all right with that. Uh, but please still hang around to hear this question. So, all right. Thank you for listening. This is the Mike Charleston All right.
We are back, and this is uh, the email time, and we have an email from uh, William, and I don't know if that's his first name or his last name. So the uh, it could be last name. Uh, it could William, be, yeah. yeah. You know, I was like, it what could if be. his name was Bill? William. Actually, a medical director uh, that we used to have at the hospital's name was William Williams. That's William awesome. Williams. Wow. Yeah. yeah. He didn't go by Billy? Nope. I knew Billy Williams. Okay. Oh, yeah. The, uh, he was in Star Wars. Oh, yeah. That's wasn't right. Wasn't that Billy Williams? No, no was it wasn't. That? No, Billy Williams was a singer or something like that. I don't know. Anyway. anyway. Okay. Sounds familiar. Billy Williams. Anyway. Yeah. anyway. William Williams. Okay. William Williams. Anyway, it says, hello, Mike. So I guess he's talking to me. Uh, I have two questions for you. Number one, have you heard of Michael Heiser? I'm guessing that's how you pronounce his name. I think so. I don't. And his doctrine. Okay, I'll stop right there. First question: Have you heard of? I, I actually have heard of him uh, lately, like within the last couple months. I know Michael Winger. Mike Winger did an interview with him, and I, I saw that, and I was going to watch it, but it was long. And I guess he's the guy that he has the the Naked Bible podcast. Yeah, I, that's him, yeah. Mike Michael Heiser. Okay, and so Michael Thornton, the guy in our fellowship, he's uh, he really likes this guy. So I know a little bit about him and what he teaches and stuff like that. But you, Larry, yeah, I thought he had some good stuff. I, okay. I was actually he does uh, he talks a lot about the divine council, the divine council. And you read the Bible, and it's like especially the story in First Kings twenty two. Yes, it is. that's where he gets a lot of it from. Right, right? and uh, he goes Psalms eighty two is another one. If I, I think. That that's correct. Um, but basically, in a nutshell, what it is, is God has a council. Right. And in First Kings 22, you see this where King, I should, uh, you can look it up. But He's like, what, what are we going to do here? Yeah. And one, and he says, well, I'll send a flying spirit. Yeah. He, he said that one angel, I guess, right. will say, I'll go. And, and God says, what do you do? He goes, well, I'll be a lying spirit. And God says, okay, go. Right. So it seems like it's something we don't... It, understand fully but it does kind of make sense where you know in any king or kingdom the king will have advisors he'll mm -hmm. have a council i don't think god is much different than yeah I, not what i know of him through you know through michael thornton and all that but i think his end time stuff i obviously am going to disagree with yeah he um but as far as stuff like that it's like it could be right i mean it seems to Biblically speaking, it seems to make sense. Sure, but um, and Chuck, even you, I had never heard of him. Right. Yeah. I mean, you kind of when you when we said the the naked Bible, you were like, okay. Well, I looked and, it up today after. Okay, I saw so, the question, but so uh, you have heard of him <laughs> just today, <laughs> very recently. <laughs> okay. so by the way, I just found out that he passed away. Yes, that's what so you were that, telling. You know, the first thing Monday. I saw that he had pancreatic cancer. Yeah. so I was wow. So he is no longer amongst us. No, so everything no. that you want to get is is going to have to be um, either a book. Or right, he has stuff. several books out. He was teaching at Liberty University for a while, but Liberty, uh, Liberty, 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 not that one. <laughs> no, okay. not that one. But number two, he said, "How familiar are are you with Doug Wilson and Christian nationalism?" Okay, so Doug Wilson was a hockey player, and he, he was <laughs> yeah, a defenseman. Wow. Oh wait, not that Doug Wilson. Okay, now Doug Wilson was is a guy I am very well familiar with. We found him twenty some years ago when we wow. started home churching and homeschooling. He lives in Moscow, Idaho, and maybe that's why it's stuck in my mind. And so he was in some publications that we had. Uh, a lot of homeschooling stuff. And actually, a lot of his family stuff I agree with. If you look on some of his videos, he's very controversial because of his stance on women and a biblical woman. And right. I bet you everyone here would pretty much agree with him. Uh, he's got a high view of uh, the, the family and children and raising your children in a godly way. So in that aspect, I, I like uh, what Doug Wilson says. He stands up for truth when it comes to our culture. Uh, he's very, you know, uh, when it talks about homosexuality and things like that, he's, this is what the Bible teaches. Yeah, yeah. Now, on the flip side, he's a Calvinist, yeah, and I'm not. So I'm going to obviously disagree with him on that those issues. And it does come out in a lot of his teachings. And so that can get tiresome because he's just wrong in that area. But yeah. that's, you know, what, what else am I going to say, right? He thinks I'm wrong. Um, well, you could agree with him, but then, then we both, both be wrong. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but his Christian nationalism. Now, Chuck, you, you're familiar with the, this, right? Yeah, with the, with the idea of Christian, Christian nationalism, I'm familiar with that. And I can understand 
the concept of wanting to have um, Christianity more prevalent in the culture. Right. Um, and and I, I agree that we should take the opportunities that we have to uh, expound Christianity within our culture wherever we intersect. Right. Um, the the to the point I don't know how far he takes it or exactly what uh, Doug would have to say about it but um, you know I'm not the one that's that feels like that um, uh, this is a Christian nation right or necessarily was uh, was it founded on biblical principles I right. think yeah a lot of right. it was the principles but, were there um, right yeah but uh, uh, to be a Christian nation I don't think we are uh, I think we are more what people consider a melting pot and I'm not afraid to have Christianity stand alongside with anything else because I believe Christianity was stand tall and be absolutely and the others will fall yeah right and that doesn't even concern me if it if if christianity doesn't grow it doesn't change my faith right it's it's we were promised that actually it's it's probably not going to grow as much as right. maybe some other things uh but but christian nationalism uh when you're a calvinist and you have your certain end times belief and they have a a view of the end times that's way different than what i believe and it's going to lend toward this, how they have to usher in the, the kingdom of God. So it totally makes sense if you're a Calvinist. If you're not a Calvinist, I, I don't understand. I, I guess you want to Christianize the nation, you know, and um, but it's like God and the flag, you know, the, the Bible and the flag at the same time. And I'm just like, I'm a Christian first. I love America. I'm not very proud to be an American, you know, because of some of the things that we've done. Right. And that's the problem with that is that the, the nation as a whole has done some bad things. Yeah. yeah. And that we're not always proud with. But I'm, I love where I live. I loved everywhere that I've lived. Uh, I love people that are here and I love, you know, the, the way we do things in America. I'm, I'm comfortable because this is where I've been raised right. and, yeah. and I don't want to necessarily live anywhere else. So I'm, I'm all for that. And I, do I want to Christianize areas of the world? Not if it turns into a Geneva. You know, if yeah. it turns into a Geneva like Calvin try, did in uh, Switzerland, I don't want that. No. You're forcing Christianity upon people, and that's a problem to yes. me. Yes, yeah. thank you. <laughs> that is exactly what, what, happens. what happened. Well, if, if you want to Christianize the nation, you don't do that through legislation. No, you don't. You do that through preaching the gospel Absolutely. and seeing people get saved. That's where, that's that's the truth, right? Yeah. You're right. Uh, he goes on, he said, so that was his two questions. He's like, I personally have studied both and found them lacking a solid foundation in scripture. And I would like your opinion on it. Well, well yeah, I would say, if I didn't mean to interrupt, no, but no. I'd say he's correct in that because both of them, like uh, Mike Hess, how do you say? Heiser, Heiser, Heiser. He views the Bible as most traditional scholars as the originals were inspired, but what right. we have today is less than that. Mm. Yeah, he's, so, he's more of the Old Testament scholar. Right. right. And so he doesn't have a firm foundation because he uses the Greek, the Hebrew. And, yeah, I think oh. he was actually had, I saw a debate with him and Andy Stanley, I think, where Andy Stanley is, the old all the scriptures are irrelevant, right? Yeah. And we don't need the old. We tried to separate the Old Testament from Christianity, and he was like, "No, yeah, it doesn't work," because he's a big time Old Testament scholar. Yeah. Um, but he's like, "Yeah, personally, I studied both." I would be curious, William, uh, your take on them. Oh yeah, you, you've studied a... both of them uh, and know them a little bit more. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about what you think on uh, those subjects? Uh, you know, because I looked up, I've watched a few videos of Doug Wilson, especially here in the last year, someone brought, you know, hey, did you know this person? I'm like, yeah. And he has short clips out there on, on certain things. And they're actually pretty decent, uh, the ones that I saw. But I already know where he stands on a lot of things because I've, I've read his stuff for yeah. 20 years. And I'm not a huge fan. Um, I do appreciate his stand on the family and marriage and women and men, and, you know, all those things are very solid. So yeah. he's a lot like Vody Bachman, yeah, yeah. where I, I really, I really like Vody in a lot of uh, areas, but there's yeah. going to be a lot of things I disagree yeah. with yep. in theology. That so. reminded me of, uh, maybe we could do a show on this about the isms in Christianity. The isms, isms. Yeah. yes. Yeah. Like isms. Nationalism. Yeah, this is not a bad one to do one yeah. on, is Christian nationalism and what that actually looks like. And we, well, I think we got a a taste of that when Trump was in office. Well, and, and that leads towards dominion theology. Dom right. Dominionism is exactly. another ism. Yep. <laughs> Domin that's, that is, uh, that's very 
uh, Calvinistic yeah. type thinking. But, you know, with Trump with the, was in office, a lot of the Christians were like, oh, Trump is our savior. Well, and I know they didn't necessarily mean it like in the savior sense as Christ, but I wonder sometimes. Well, you know, I think uh, Trump is going to win the presidency again, and then the rapture's going to happen. But that, how many Trumps is that? Well, because they would be the last Trump. The last Trump. <laughs> yes, but there were seven Trumps. Uh, so yeah, well, is Eric Trump going to be in there? Uh, maybe. Uh, seven <laughs> anyway. Well, the seven Trumpets come later in the book of Revelation. After the last Trump? Oh, after the rapture. Yeah. Oh, oh well, I see. I see yeah, what you're saying. So, yeah. Okay. Ah, yeah. good point. Okay. So, anyway, he's anyway, a neat, smart one. So, <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thank you for listening and watching. If you're watching on YouTube, and I think we're like one subscriber away from 200. So, wow. come on, man. Come on. If you you're out it. there, Click do it, subscribe. man. Yes, hit that subscribe you got a prize? button. I don't have a prize. If uh, I mean, I don't know how you would do that. I would take the 200 subscribers and mix them in a thing, and then. But not everybody. I could see who. I, I don't know. Say, how I don't do think that. we have a way to know who everybody yeah, is. Yeah, I could give away Sarah's book, but um, anyway, you All can right. give away the first edition Layla on family camp t-shirt oh yeah, oh, yeah. the t-shirt that's right we could do that it would be weird if they don't go to the camp but you know that's a good thing um, um just a reminder we we do have the Alelon family camp the, the mississippi shindig slash Alelon family camp the sign up is there you just go to mississippi shindig.com and you can sign up there also we are Actually, we're all going to be yeah. at the Ohio camp. I, I've yep. heard there's over 750 people signed wow. up. Well, there's over 700 now. There was a 650 okay. last yep. week. So, um, yeah, that, uh, lots of folks planning to come. Um, they're, they're working with logistics. Yes. Uh, wow. It's gonna be, I bet you there's going to be more. It's going to turn into Woodstock. That's what's going to yeah, happen. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, that's what's going to happen. I know that's what's going to happen. But yeah, we are looking forward to that. But we've got a spot. That's all I know. Yeah, we We're on stage. So. Yes, we are. <laughs> so that's where my seat is. Don't be discouraged by the fact that you have to see us if you come on stage. That's right. No, but uh, if I can't find a seat, I'm just going to go back up on the stage and be like, I don't care if the preacher doesn't want me up there i'm gonna yeah. sit so anyway <laughs> thank you again for watching and listening and if you do have any questions uh, you can go to the facebook page and uh, message us or we actually got a couple of personal messages uh saying that they've watched the show and we we appreciate all that uh we do appreciate everyone watching and listening so all right until next week we'll talk to you later Hi, I'm Joshua Charleston, the producer for The Mike Charleston Show. If you enjoyed listening to the show, please help us spread the word by liking, subscribing, sharing, leaving a review, or just tell a friend. If you're watching on YouTube, feel free to leave a comment down below. If you'd like to be a part of the show, please email us at talkatfellowshipofbelievers.org. We look forward to hearing from you. We hope you enjoyed listening to The Mike Charleston Show. The Mike Charleston Show.